Hey y'all, it's Justine Mentor from Mentor Management. I'm an LA-based dance choreographer and educator turned career coach, and I'm all about inspiring, motivating, and educating professional dancers. I'm so excited to bring you Dance Careers Unfiltered, where we chat about the nitty-gritty behind the business side of the entertainment industry. The stuff that people don't know they need to know. Let's dive in. Welcome to Dance Careers Unfiltered. Today's guest is the lovely Caitlin Sloan, aka the Brainy Ballerina. You may have seen her popping up on your Explore page every now and then with her poignant posts about professional ballerinas, but she also gets real candid with me today on the pod. We chat about the stigma behind shifting focus away from performing in your dance career, juggling self-care, and how to get past the ick in social media. Please welcome Caitlin. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> crazy baby number two. Yeah, and like this is the first day I put on makeup or like brush my hair all week. So Ooh, good for you. Fun. I'm really glad that I we had this. So I actually got ready one day. <laughs> yeah, that's a win. That's for it sure. Really, win. I, really do- I was like, okay, I feel good. I really need to do this more often. But you know, it gets away I from know. me. <laughs> I always feel like that too. When I when I like finally take the time to like do my hair or makeup and I'm like, Oh, I feel like, you know, I'm feeling, feeling myself. And I'm like, why don't I do this more often? But then you're like, oh, it took me a whole hour to do this. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. And then everyone's bothering you and it's impossible to do it. So yep. <laughs> there's that whole thing. So yep. I know that we've had one of these conversations before, but it's been so long. So yep. why don't you just start? We'll just start from the top and you just let everyone know who you are and what you do. Okay, awesome. Uh, my name is Caitlin Sloan, and I am the founder of the Brainy Ballerina. And I started the Brainy Ballerina after I retired from dancing professionally. I danced in professional ballet companies for nine years. And after I retired, I was having a bit of an identity crisis. I was pretty lost, and I was trying to figure out uh, just where my place was. I still wanted to be part of the dance world. I didn't quite know how to do that in the same way that I'd been doing before, right? Everything shifted. And so I wanted to put something out there um, just to help dancers really work through some of the struggles that I had experienced and just to emphasize what I really try to teach my students, which is how to be smart dancers and how important that is for your career, for your dancing, whether you want to be a professional dancer or not, just having those skills, that critical thinking, that growth mindset, everything you're building in the dance studio. Um, I really just wanted to be able to share that with dancers in a broader, you know, way than just the um, the ones I taught, you know, face to face, which of course is the most impactful but I was at a time where I wasn't teaching students and then COVID happened and I just felt really like isolated and I just wanted to be able to reach people. And so that's how the Brainy Ballerina really grew. Hey y'all, interrupting this episode to bring you some big news. My virtual group mentorship program has been revamped and is now back and bigger than ever. Not only will we have our usual mentorship, monthly meetings, 24-7 group chat, and exclusive discounts, we'll now also be joined by new guest mentors every month from all different walks of the dance industry. Commercial, concert, Vegas, Nashville, NYC, and of course, that LA life. Check out justinementor.com slash mentoru-crew to sign up and learn more. That's N-N-T-R-U-crew. And don't forget about the freebies. You can find my latest Reels cheat sheet, 
super great for planning out your reel shoot or just some video content creation at justinementor.com slash reels. And of course, you can always jump into a free 20 minute one-on-one consultation that you can find at justinementor.com slash shop. Back to the episode. And what prompted the retirement from the (laughs) performance world? Was it like, oh, my body just can't do this anymore? Or like, what was that about? Yeah, a little bit of that. Um, I knew that I wanted to have kids and I know that there are dancers who continue dancing after kids, but I just didn't see that being the reality for me. Uh, I just didn't feel like the number of hours that I was going to be gone just didn't feel right for me. Like, you know, I really wanted to be home with my kids more. And so, and I also was starting to really get more injuries, just feeling at the point where I was going to have to put in a lot more hours um, doing more and more and more to be able to keep my body able to dance than I had before. Like it was just getting harder and harder to maintain to a point where I just had to kind of weigh that quality of life, honestly, like, can I still have the other things in my life that I am passionate about that I care about and have this career. And I just felt like, okay, I'm at a crossroads here. I think I'm ready to take a step back. And I look back a little bit now and I think, I wonder if maybe I was, just incredibly burnt out. You know, if maybe I should have taken a little bit of a break and then reassessed, but as a dancer, like I retired at 30, that felt pretty old to me. <laughs> like that's yeah. kind of stigma. And I think it's so interesting, like looking at from outside, I think dancers are dancing a lot longer now. There are so much more, you know, so much more we can do, but I don't know at the time I just felt like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for a new adventure. Yeah. And no one really talks about that. You know, like that shift or feeling the pull into other avenues. And like, I think that there's a lot of guilt wrapped up in that because we're trained to dance like our entire lives. And like, what is your identity then if you're not this performer on stage and or videos or whatever it is that you're doing? And so it's really hard, I think. And I think people get wrapped up in a bit of shame too when they're like, oh, I'm going to try to do something else when it's like, no, that's okay. Like dance can be a stepping stone to other things, but it's really not talked about a lot. I feel like. It really is. And I feel like that transition is very difficult and you know, it's coming. I mean, even if you don't retire at 30, if you, you dance longer, you know, it's going to come earlier than the average person's retirement at like 55 or 60 for most of us. Right. And so I think there has to be a lot more done for dancers for that transition. I really, really would love to see. I've seen some companies starting to have programs for their dancers to yeah. help them with that transition. Uh, but I think it needs to be way more because we're all going to go through it. And where most of us are not going to retire and then, you know, move to Florida or whatever, like we're going to yeah. have a career. And so it's like, how can you help this person who really has their identity wrapped up in this dance world. And even like, for me, like, I didn't think that I did. I really was like, no, I'm pretty well-rounded. I have other things I care about. And I do feel like, you know, that did help me a lot in the transition, but regardless, I was fooling myself a little bit, right? Because that was still so, so, so part of me and seeing my colleagues on stage at the shows after I retired, or even like going to class, it was kind of, it was hard. I really couldn't do it, you know, right away. And it's just weird being like, oh, all of a sudden, this is my community that I was part of for so long. And these are still my friends and it's still great, but I'm not part of this anymore. Like I am an outsider now. And it felt, it was really hard. Yeah, absolutely. I resonate with that so hard. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm still like, I mean, I think both of us, like we're both in the dance community, you know, like I still choreograph here and I'm still teaching a ton. And then obviously we both have our coaching businesses and all of that, but it's like, you know, we're not doing the, the regular hustle and grind of going auditions and performing and going gig to gig and, or going from contract to contract or whatever it might be. And yeah, it's so different. I feel like if I ever like really left the dance world, cause I mean, I contemplate that probably at least once a month or maybe, <laughs> maybe more. And it's, if I did, I feel like I would have to like unfollow a bunch of people. Like I would have to unfollow everybody and like go, or maybe just go off social media, oh, like yeah. just completely <laughs> and oh, just absolutely. like be a normal person. Yeah. I think about that too sometimes because it's like, yeah, I, I still, I'm so passionate about this business and I love the work that I do, but yeah. sometimes do wonder like would I be better off if I just said okay I'm ready for the next thing and like because I see dancers that I know who just completely leave the industry and then that's it right they yeah. and they have a different life and I'm and it is one of those things where you're like am I hanging on to something that isn't meant for me anymore but I feel like you know I'm really proud of what I've done with the brainy ballerina and how I've transitioned to being able to help dancers with their careers and moving forward and taking everything that I learned and the mistakes that I made and just being able to give them that wisdom really makes me feel like, okay, this, my career isn't over. I'm still pouring into the people who are coming after me. And yeah. that makes me feel really good. Absolutely. It's just a different, it's just a shift. It's like just going from one thing to the next, but yeah, I know it's, it's definitely complicated. It is. And I feel like when you're dancing, for me, at least it was like, you know, my normal schedule is Monday through Friday, nine to three. So for those six hours, like I'm in the studio and I am thinking about myself, mm. right? Like I'm taking my daily class. It's very meditative. Like you are so focused on that. You're focused on what you're doing. Of course, you're working with other people and it's collaborative, but like you mm. are really focused on improving yourself, getting the steps, getting the choreo, like doing your part to be, you know, an exceptional dancer in this whole system. And so I think going from that to being a mom and and we're also working in coaching, it's like you go from focusing a lot on yourself to putting your focus almost completely outside of yourself. Like everything I'm doing on a daily basis is helping other people, which is incredibly rewarding. But again, I've had to find ways to like give myself that input back because it's very easy to look back in my week and think, did I ever do anything to pour back into myself? Did I actually give myself time just to like do my workout or to listen to a podcast or read a book or do the things that I know make me feel good and make me feel like myself? Or like we said at the beginning, like put my makeup on, do my hair. It seems right. like frivolous, but it really does make you feel good. And it's okay to do those things for yourself, but it is a whole shift in the way that my daily life goes, even in that way of just, you know, taking care of other people so much more than taking care of myself. 100%. <laughs> Get it. Um, I know. Isn't it sad that like the part of that we spend on ourselves is like such a, a minuscule part of the day and everything okay. else is like, Oh, clients, family, husband, everyone else planning this meal prepping yeah. that blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I mean, I know this is probably more of like when they're very little, 
you know, like I think maybe it'll shift when they get a bit older, but it's still a lot. I don't know. So. It's a lot. I am noticing that. I know like, your kids are, I think, a little bit older than mine, but I'm noticing like my three-year-old now, he's just getting to the phase where he can do like some things, right? Like put his shoes on, get himself yeah. a snack, like from the, you know, the snack mm-hmm. drawer, like that, where it's like, okay, like just a few little things make such a huge difference. Um, And I am Absolutely. noticing, okay, I feel a sense of relief. Like this isn't going to be forever. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, that is because I'm like, oh my gosh, he's getting independence. He's gonna leave. Soon. I know it's like it's like a college any day now. <laughs> I know it's totally like a catch twenty two because you're like, let me do this for you, and then they're like, no, I'm good, I'm cool. Got it. I got it, mom. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you really? You're like, like okay, do you I really do? And but it's the same thing for my clients. You know, it's like I want. So I'm helping them, but it's like, really what I'm doing is giving them the tools to do it on their own, you know, and it's right. just, you want them to have these skills to help them through their whole career. It's not like we're just working through one audition season and then that's it. You know, it's like, these are skills I want them to have for eternity. And so yeah. that is the ultimate goal, right? With, I mean, it's, it feels strange to compare like coaching ballerinas and raising children, but there's, and you know, or teaching, but it's like, there are similarities of like, I'm giving you the skills. I can't do it for you, but yep. I'm going to help you. Like, that's my job to help you and to help you figure it out. And I'm going to be there for you, but I want right. you to ultimately the goal is that you're going to fly away and do it on your own. Even if it's 100%. like, yeah. <laughs> That like, but it's also so joyful and like, you know, such sense of pride, like, wow, I taught them that and now they're doing it. And look at that. Yeah, absolutely. So. You're right. There are definitely parallels there. Like yeah. 100%. I know it's like, you can only give somebody so much until they can like really take it and apply either apply it or not, you know, and then, and then they have to figure it out for themselves. And that's, that's kind of where it is. Yeah. Um, so where do you find like kind of segueing from that, but like, where do you find the biggest challenges with your clients? Like in terms of like, I don't know, while you're in session with them or after, like where, where do you find the biggest challenge in dealing with professionals? I think for a lot of my clients, it's when they come to me initially, it's a sense of overwhelm of just mm-hmm. feeling like there's so much to do. There's so many opportunities and everyone's telling you that you need to do this and this and this and like being able to break it down into smaller steps, actionable steps, and then having somebody who's going to hold you accountable and say, did you do that thing that we said you were going to do? Did you complete right. your action items? Because I think it's just like, you look at all the people around you and you're like, well, she's doing this, she's doing, you know, and it just starts to feel like, if I want to be a professional dancer, I have to do all the things. And we know realistically that's not possible, but how do we choose which things to focus on? Yeah. Uh, so that's, I think, one of the biggest things that a lot of my clients deal with. And then, you know, as we start to sort through that, a lot of it is the mindset. It always comes back to that, right? Is just being able to, especially through like for the ballet company audition season, you know, it's kind of a shorter, intense period like January through March, and you're just going to so many. And it starts off kind of exciting. And then you get through first month or so, and it just starts to become a drag. And so being able to keep going, how do you, you know, deal with all the rejection? How do you go show up to another audition, not knowing what's going to happen? And just working through all that mindset stuff becomes so important. 
Absolutely. So what do you think, like, I know the first thing you said was like overwhelm. And I also feel that so hard. And I also hear that a lot. So how do you advise a client, let's say, who is feeling overwhelmed? Let's say I'll get specific by the social media realm and but the need to also you know kind of like this push and pull of like I need to be or I feel like I might need to be doing social media stuff and posting more and putting myself out there and working on personal branding yada yada but also it's highly overwhelming to be in that space and navigate it um so I don't know what do do you think about that yeah well I actually had a client who had this very specific question, right? She was like living in New York city and going to a bunch of classes, going to auditions. And she kept saying, you know, every time I go to a class or I meet a new teacher or meet someone else, like Instagram is like your business card. Everyone wants to exchange Instagram handles, but she was like, I don't really feel good about social media. I don't like using it. I don't like being on it. It's not really my thing. I don't know what to do. You know, how do I, like you just said, like a push and pull, like, how do I make sure that I have a presence so that I can have something to give people, but not also get into this like icky part of social media that she was trying to avoid. And so we just brainstormed ideas, you know, like, okay, well, what if do you have a website? Like she didn't have a website. So I was like, well, what if you have a website instead, direct people there or something, if you need, if you feel like that, or what if you can just make your social media, like just go and do a photo shoot. Every time you go to a class, if they're letting you film, film, and then just like, batch a bunch of contents and just post, put it out there and don't feel like you have to be there on their 24 seven and like always making new content, making fresh stuff. Just have like little clips of videos and your best photos and just recycle through them. Because what people are looking for in this scenario where they're going to your Instagram or something, they're just looking to get a snapshot of who you are as a dancer real quick, right? It's like your website, but it kind of easier to look at. And so I was like, what if we just do that instead? And so we just had some different ideas of like, okay, what feels good to you? Talking through all the different things, um, you know, like, and just coming to terms with the fact that, yeah, you probably do need a social media presence. It is going to be asked for and people are going to want, especially in commercial dance, right? If you're in New York City, that kind of thing. Um, but it doesn't have to be all encompassing. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. You don't have to feel icky about it, you know? do it the way that feels good to you and it will feel authentic and people will also feel that on the other end too. Yeah. I love that. I think there can be this like pressure to use it in the way that you see everybody, everybody else using it, you know? Mm -hmm. So you're like, Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. And then it just creates this like, Oh, I don't know what to post. So I'm just not going to post anything, you know? So yeah, it is. It's like this constant battle of the social media realm for sure. And some people love content creation. Like, I think that's what you, yeah. I think we look at that and we think, oh my gosh, they're so good at that. When people, some people like really love creating content, like it's a fun thing for them. But yeah. if that's not you, your content's just your life. It's just what you're doing. It's just the auditions you're going to or the classes you're going to. Like you don't have to create extra content. That's not part of what you're already doing. Right. I think that's something Absolutely. to remember if you're like feeling overwhelmed by it. Just film. You rehearsing in your house for a call or something, or, you know, just post your most recent dance shots, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be extra work. Yeah. I like that. It feels good to you and you want to, and then that's, that's great too. 
Absolutely. Keeping it simple and keeping it like joyful. Yeah. 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 If it's not joyful, you're not going to stick with it. That's the biggest thing for, you know, all of it. If you aren't enjoying how you're doing it, it doesn't feel good. You're, you might, you know, do it for a couple of weeks and then you'll fall off again. So find a way that feels good. Yeah, definitely. And keeping it like, like you said, so you're not doing it just for a few weeks, but you're like doing it sustainably. Although I can't really fully speak to that because I've taken like two months off. So that's okay too. I think like, and I think for a lot of dancers too, it's like, if you're using your social media to show you as a dancer, just if you don't have to post all the time, as long as you have enough content on there, people aren't going to be scrolling back years and years, right? Like your last nine posts or something, they're going to check and see, you know, for a quick snapshot. So you don't have to have hours of content. Agreed. Boom. (laughs) Everyone take note. (laughs) We do not have to have so much stuff. Um, Yeah. One of the things I've been saying recently was like, pick an eight count of the video and just post the account. Like who cares? Yeah. Pick your favorite, pick your favorite move and just show that like start there. If that's like the baby step that you need to just like dip your toe in and get used to the water, like do it, you know? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's a weird world to navigate for sure. Like it's, it's all gotten weird. And I mean, (laughs) mean, probably the same for you, but like there wasn't social media when I was, you know, growing up. I mean, yeah. when I went to college, you still had to have a college email address to get Facebook. Right. Like well, I didn't have a smartphone until I was like 24, you know, like you just didn't have this stuff. We didn't have to navigate yeah. this. It was, it was easier. You know, there's, yeah. I felt less comparison. I didn't have to like constantly be inundated with this. And I love social media. Like I use it a ton for my business and I do yeah. enjoy using it. I enjoy the connections that I made. Like we met each other through social yeah. media. I think that's incredible. Um, but I also think you have to use it really mindfully. And I think it's really hard for teens and young adults. And we know that, you know, we've seen the research. Yeah. It's really, really hard. So it is important to use it mindfully and to not let it get to a point where it's overwhelming you, if it's making you feel bad, if it's just becoming like so much that you're just avoiding doing the other things you need to do because you're overwhelmed about this one thing, set it aside. It's not the most important thing for your dance career. Boom. There it is. Yeah. So what's next for Brainy Ballerina? Anything just kind of not just because running the business is so much these days as we've defined, but like anything new on the horizon? Well, so I had um, a baby six months ago. And so I'm just kind of slowly getting back. Thank you. Yeah. So she's my second. So yeah, I'm just like now trying to figure out life of the mom of two and getting back into everything yeah, and just, yeah, navigating that has been a lot, but right now what I'm working on, why I'm starting to take clients on again. So I have started working with dancers and I'm working on an audition guide that's going to come out this fall for dancers who are focused on, um, like concert dance. So ballet companies, contemporary companies, modern companies to help you navigate the audition season, but it's going to have everything like resume cover letter references headshots dance photos videos mindset stuff I mean I I can't even remember everything that's in it right now like it's just gonna be it's gonna be the whole package like you have all of this to get you ready 
for audition season templates, like it is laid out for you. And so that's what I'm working on to release this fall. And that's really been taking most of my time because I want it to be like just the most inclusive resource for dancers in that realm. And so I'm just making sure it has every single thing that I can possibly think of that you would ever need. So that's the big thing. Love it. That sounds super comprehensive and super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So tell everyone then how they can find you online. Yeah. So my main social media platform I use is Instagram at the Brainy Ballerina. My website is thebrainyballerina.com. I'm on everything else too at the Brainy Ballerina. And yeah, I come say hi. I really do love social media to make connections. I love chatting with dancers and just meeting new people. So come say hi. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Caitlin. Seriously. Of course. I, I love really it. appreciate it's your so time. It's so easy and... to chat with you. Like, oh, thank you. Oh, you know, no pressure. It doesn't feel yeah. like. I mean, I wanted to feel like just we're like sitting at Starbucks, like just chatting, you know, not like, really like you. I really like how you do, how you're doing this, like all in like a chunk. Like you said, you're this is the first time I'm doing it like that. I think that. it's a good idea because I've been like thinking about podcasting and I'm, you know, like, I don't know if I can handle it, but this, that makes it seem like it could be attainable. Yeah. I'm, it's the only way that I can do it this season yeah. unless I push it all the way to January. And I yeah. was like, I don't know. That's kind of a long break. Although like there's no rules in podcasting, like a season sure. can be like five episodes and then you're done. So there's sure. no specific rules. It's just like you know, the things I'm putting on myself. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, if I can bulk record, um, this week and then I can be prepared because I'm starting a job on Monday, actually really tomorrow because I have to go in for CPR. Um, but I'm doing like, I I took on this full-time teaching job for the next three months. I'm actually taking over someone's maternity leave. Okay. So it's at a place I I used to teach at and I was just like, Oh, you want to, pay me a salary and and do all those things and it's like 10 minutes from my house amazing you know baby girl is almost two like yeah let's go you know that's exciting yeah Yeah, but I was like this is gonna be it's gonna be a lot of shift Yeah. yeah so but I feel like I'm gonna have I mean not I feel like I am gonna have way more time on my computer you know because I'll just be like away yeah as opposed to during the summer and I'm just like I mean, it goes days where I can even get to my computer and oh, just, honestly, it's just wild. So I'm like, oh, I'll be able to like really sit down. And if it's all recorded, I can edit and do all the promo and all of that as far in advance as I can. I mean, I say this now and like check in with me in a couple of weeks and be like, yeah. I'm crazy. <laughs> what did I do? And I'm pushing my season until 2024. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's a great idea. I feel like, okay. Cause I feel like that's the hardest part is like, Oh, if you have to go every single week, like, oh my gosh, we got an interview this week. I have to nail this down. It's just like, oh, that way is on you. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me back. Thank you so much. Seriously. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to check out mentor.management on Insta and justinmentor.com slash mentormanagement. That's M-N-T-R-M-G-M-T. Check out the show notes to find links to my offerings and today's guest. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. See you next time.